picture. I just found it on my phone. I was going through like different pictures I've taken. Obviously, my phone is riddled with photography. Yeah. Well, I'm using air quotes. <laughs> photography. 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 That's you my furry suit. It's my new concept um, for dog photography. 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 Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So I took I took this picture at the zoo. Uh, last year, was that last summer or the summer before Lauren and I went to the Columbus zoo and I took my camera with me. So, and like most Japanese tourists where they just snap photos all the time. That was me. Oh, thank you. I snapped 640 photos at the Columbus zoo. I mean, we couldn't even see everything because I was too busy just snapping photos of animals. And like cute ones and candid ones, and yeah. I got a a picture of two polar like a mama polar bear and a baby polar bear sleeping. Like the baby polar bear was sleeping inside her, like she was spooning her. It was really cool. It was a good picture. But I took a picture of this gorilla because it reminded me of me because it's all balls. <laughs> so I just posted that this morning because I just found it. <laughs> you took that photo. I took that photo. Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> so I took I took this picture while I was there because this was like it's like hey Lauren look I'm not the only one <laughs> like this thing's all balls <laughs> seriously it's the tiniest dick I've ever seen in my life but its balls are huge <laughs> just fucking massive just reminded me of me so I I made sure that I that's funny snapped a quick pic of it and uh, yeah I mean that's the story of my life but I'm like I'm not alone <laughs> there's someone else out there. <laughs> Just happens to be a primate. <laughs> Dude, those gorillas and shit are crazy at the zoo. Have you ever been there? No. The, the Columbus, Columbus Zoo? Nah. Dude, you should go. Seriously. You should take a day to take just take Hale there. I think we're going at the end of May because Dad's like, I got four tickets to go. There's this deal for four tickets to go to Columbus Zoo. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm pretty sure it is Columbus Zoo. Yeah, the Columbus Zoo is, in my opinion, better than Cincinnati. I like it because it's pretty open, but they have everything. They have the um, so the Arctic fox. I like that the snow fox is there. Then they have um, in the same areas the polar bears, which I think those are my favorite. Like the polar bear exhibit's really awesome. Mm. Then they all have like North American shit where it's like, oh, let's go look at an elk. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I would like to watch an elk get taken out by like a pack of wolves. That'd be cool if that was on exhibit. Yeah. But I don't really care about an elk. But they have some really good stuff there. It's pretty sweet. Huh. But the apes, like the gorillas and shit, and the chimps, like all in their, their area, dude, they're, the intelligence even behind the fence freaks me the fuck out. Where I'm like staring at these. It's basically like looking in a mirror. <laughs> you're just like, you're like, you're just like me. <laughs> We're the fucking same thing. <laughs> like there's there's ones behind a glass exhibit, like you can walk inside. And there's an area where, like, uh, they have some of them kind of quarantined off because they're maybe, like, um, it's a mother with, like, a new baby. So they don't put them in, like, gym pop. Yeah. And uh, it's, like, it's crazy when they look at you. Like, have you ever stared into a gorilla's eyes or an ape's eyes? It is. Intense. Intense. Dude, they are us. It is freaky. Like, I was looking at one and I was like. This ape understands everything about me right now. <laughs> it's just pissed that I'm out here and it's in there. But really, we're interchangeable. 
You could let that thing go in the wild. It could probably end Put up your hand up in the glass. Brother. <laughs> like, dude, seriously what it's like. Like the females, it's weird because, you know, like other animals stare at you. But it's like, the intensity is more like they want to eat your face. Like I went to the jaguar exhibit. Beautiful cat. But I know its whole thought process is like if this fence wasn't in between us, I'd maul you to death. But the gorilla, I'm like staring at this female gorilla, and I feel like what she said was like, I just want to bring you in and make you dinner. <laughs> like that's that's what I derived from our interaction. <laughs> and they're so beautiful. It's crazy. Like when you look at them, they're just like, dude, they look in your eyes. They stare into your soul. And I, I, in that moment, I felt like I could go behind that glass and start a new family. Will you join me for a church souvenir this Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's fucking incredible. And you know how I am, like, massive animal lover. So everything at the zoo wows me. Yeah. Like, there's nothing there that I experience or see where I'm like, ah, I could live or, you know what I mean? That's not a big deal. I could go without seeing that. Like, just like the flying foxes, which are technically giant bats. Yeah. Probably one of the most beautiful creatures I've ever seen on Earth. Stephanie wants to own one. Uh, You... Actually, it's, it's like illegal though. It's illegal, and you literally, I've already looked this up. It is highly frowned upon. Yeah. Because of mostly because of their diet and because of their like the weight, like actually being able to take care of them because they are considered nocturnal. It's like you, you have to be, it's a super strict process to actually take care of them. Like even the zoo has certain designated times at which you can go in and like see them and stuff. Yeah. Because they're so finicky. But it's crazy. Like, <clears throat> going into that exhibit, I remember, like, Lauren had never seen, like, a flying fox before, which, again, is technically a bat. <clears throat> and I was, like, telling her about it. And, and I showed her pictures. Like, there was, like, pictures online of, like, one snuggled in a blanket, even though that's not how they are on the Chewing wild. up fruit. Yeah, but just, like, munching on, like, a grape or whatever. They are huge, adorable. Yeah, they're adorable. But they're massive. Like when we went to the zoo, she's like, oh my God. But they're cute as fuck. Like I would definitely. They look like little dogs with wings. They do. I would swaddle one in a heartbeat. And they are, they are so adorable. And they're like, they're very, like all things considered, they're super docile. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're not very, they're not super aggressive. big black eyes. Dude, the cutest (laughs) eyes. They are, they are seriously adorable. But yeah, the zoo is. Columbus Zoo is badass. I want to go back again this year because I miss some stuff just because I was taking pictures the whole time. So this time I'll still bring my camera, but just kind of see everything I didn't see. I'll just do the opposite. I'll just take selfies. (laughs) It's not even me with like like taking photos of the exhibit. It's It's just just me. It's just you and the me at the zoo. You and the Dippin' Dot stand in the background (laughs) getting Dippin' Dots. (laughs) That's one thing I like about the Columbus Zoo though is you can drink there, which is pretty sweet. Bought myself a gorilla (laughs) T-shirt. It's cool. I think Kale would really. He's at the age where he definitely like we it. We took him to the um, Newport Aquarium. He liked that. Yeah, he'll like the zoo better, dude. The lion exhibit. You want to talk about fucking crazy, dude? It's a bunch of bitches surrounded by like with one dominant male, male in the middle of them, yeah. and he's slaying tail. Yeah, literally. They got left and right. Uh, it, it's terrifying to think uh, that the male lions have Barbie spiky penises. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, when they mount the female lion, it's painful, apparently. 
And she tries to bite him. And the lion literally can't get off until he's done. Oh, crazy. So she's just got to endure it. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's, now, that's mating. Now, it's life. Now replace the female lion with you. Oh. Just imagine that. <laughs> just that thing inside you. And you can't get them off of you. I, I feel like it'd eat me before it'd fuck me. <laughs> Maybe. Or both at the same time is biting my neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside Maybe me. they're like praying mantis where they just like have sex and then eat the head. Oh, that'd be crazy. So you have sex with you and then just bite your head off. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate. <laughs> you could probably fit your entire head in its mouth. Probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've got some good pictures of the male lion, but he was, it's funny because he's just prancing around looking for shit to drink and eat. And all these females are up like sleeping and that's like, there's this glass part. And there's one like laying on an airplane wing. So they have like an air, it's like an airplane exhibit yeah. in there kind of. And it's literally laying on the wing, sleeping right in front of us, but it's paws up on the glass. Aww. So Lauren put her hand up on its paw to like measure size. It's a little freaky. Hey. It's paws massive. What was the, uh, what was the bar at the green that closed down? Adobe Gears. Adobe Gears. Yeah. See. Is like the brochachos that have the pump collars. Oh, yeah, they and go. The, and like the spiky hair that go to like Adobe Gears. Hey, girls. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of what this male lion was like. He was that. You know what? You he, fuck with me, bro? I feel like if they would have introduced another male lion into the area, that one would have got its ass beat. Oh, yeah. It would have been, been a brawl. He kind of was a douchey male lion. The females are so pretty, though. It's crazy. And I'm not even a huge fan of lion. I mean, I am. I have I have one on my chest. I'm like, I am a fan of lion. But there's other, like, cat, like cats that I am I think are much prettier. Like, like the jags Jesus. and the panthers. Oh, even black Pumas. panther with, like, green eyes is gorgeous. Even snow, obviously, snow leopard's my favorite. But, yeah, there's some, there's some much more beautiful cat species than the lion, yeah. in my opinion. I don't know how we got... Onto the whole zoo topic. I don't know, but I'm like hungover. Are you? Yeah. From what? I watched all the Star Wars yesterday. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Just wanted to. Because May 4th? Yeah. The whole thing? That sounds stupid. I'm just kidding. I watched, um, what did I rent? Oh, Jumanji. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I watched it. Uh,. It was pretty solid. Jack Black is by far the funniest. Dude, that's Lauren said the same thing. She's like, Jack Black's character is better than anybody. Yeah. I was like, it, he really was. He was the best one in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, he played that part yeah. so well. He really did. It was really good. Nick Jonas did pretty solid. Joe, Joe Bro. Joe yeah. Bro. I like Joe Bros. Yeah, he was pretty good. And I knew that's who his character was, like from the beginning. I was like, "Oh, Nick Jonas is obviously the story the was weak, in my opinion." Yeah, but it was just such an all-star cast. But it was, yeah, it's hard to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, the story was pretty weak. I like yeah, the idea sure. of the NPCs in it, where it's like, yeah, they just have like scripted repeat. lines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't reply. To what are you else. doing, darling? <laughs> yeah, that is kind of strange. <laughs> it was pretty cool, though. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I got to tell you about. Well, actually, you know what? Let me let me go back real quick. Why why are you hungover? You said I watched Star Wars, but that doesn't make you hungover. Yeah, it does. Really? How late How late were you up watching them? Uh, like four. Jesus Christ, are you serious? Yeah. Why would you do that? Because of Star Wars. Yeah, but you've seen all of them fucking a hundred times. People stay up all night drinking. Why can't I stay up all night 
watching? I don't. I don't know. I don't know a lot of people who even stay up drinking till four anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Which ones did you watch? Which episodes? Because you can only make it so far. Well, we pre-gamed with episode one with the most horrible Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's the worst. It's that- working! It's working! <laughs> That's the worst one, yeah. for sure. What do you Have you seen that little kid recently? Yeah, he's ugly. He's ugly as fuck. Yeah. How is it all these child actors, Macaulay Cockett, that were kind of hideous cute, now? Just, ugh. This kid, hideous just, now. Uh, what was his... Uh, something Osmond, Haley Joe Osmond, Haley Joel. that yeah. motherfucker, cutest little kid in Forrest Gump, turned out to just look like I don't even know. You know, you could interchange him for uh, what's the? Um, it just looks like they pumped him full of air, like it was the same body same frame. Body. <laughs> <laughs> pumped him full of air. He kind of looks like the the slime monster in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Totally interchangeable. <laughs> like the slime monster could have been an entourage, <laughs> and he could have been in the new Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, he don't did watch not. the new Ghostbusters. It's those child because how how are these kids so goddamn cute? And by the time they get older, you're just like Jesus Christ. I see dead people. Dude, he was that kid was so adorable. He was such a good actor. I mean, he still is a good actor. Oh, he's a great. I think he's a better actor now than he was as a kid. Like he, he plays just looks weird. Fucked up. He does like weird independent films now. I like him. I think he's fucking incredible. The yeah. last few things I saw him in, I was like, dude, you're a legit actor. You just look fucked up. But he's great. I like how we went to just making fun of him like an overblown up ballooned. <laughs> yeah. He's a great Corey, actor. He's a good. Actor. He's a good actor. He needs more shots in Hollywood. <laughs> He is good, dude. When I saw him in Entourage, I was like, holy fuck, he's legit. I mean, if they ever redo uh, the first Ghostbusters, he could be the Marshmallow Man. No, for sure. He could be multiple Ghostbusters characters. But he's a great actor. He's a super good actor. Yeah, He is. I'm not going to take anything away from him. He's pretty good. Anyway, sorry, weird tangent. I wanted to tell you something that happened to me this morning. So, I have... Thank God, finally sold the condo. That was a whole entire fucking process in and of itself that's just been a really big stress on my shoulders for the longest time. So anyway, finally closed on yesterday, sold. Great. So my whole thought process was I'm going to take the money that I make and I'm just going to pay off one of my cars. Oh. Could have gambled it. We talked about gambling. We it. talked about doing it's that. It's not even my money anymore. It's like it's because you've had the condo for <laughs> by yourself for like the last for six years. Time, right. Uh and by the way, we could have gambled it though. All things considered, I lost money on everything. I know. Because I put so much money into it, I definitely did not recoup any of it. If you would have known that, knowing the appraisal was going to come in that low, I would have you, you would have never it. remodeled anything. I would have You would never replace the windows, you never, never replace done the windows. The exactly. I would have not done anything because it just cost me so much. I mean, it was probably like I'm upside down like 6 or 7 grand, which You sucks. know, that's a good that's a hey, this is a learning lesson. The next time you ever get in a position where you're like, I want to sell my place, get it appraised before you consider remodels. Yeah, for sure. I probably should have. You know, if you're in the mindset you want to sell, but you know there's maybe things you want to improve on to yeah. make increase the like the cost. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was. I thought up. I was doing the right thing, and all things considered, as far as the market bouncing back in every other area except for that that area. Um, it would have been a smart financial move for me to do all that. The problem is, is this just did not pan out in my favor. 
people. I mean, the reality is, is when they do appraisals, they don't they don't measure the value of the property just on yours. It's literally everything around yeah, yours. It's comps around. It's right. it has almost very little. Your your place has very little impact except for if there's like noticeable damages. Right. Exactly. And I and I you know what the unfortunate part is is I kind of bone myself too because I was hoping that like I knew the windows I was going to take a loss on cuz you never get full market value in your windows and I had to replace the windows. Like there was no way they I was going to be able to leaky. sell that place if I didn't replace the windows. Um, so it was kind of a necessity, but it's the two bathrooms. Yeah. That frustrated me. How much I spent on both of those, and I'm like, God damn it! And the but, buyer, if he actually looked at any other other properties, he's gonna fucking steal. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I bet. I bet my condos, and actually sold, even though I didn't get what I wanted out of it, it sold higher than any other condos ever sold in that property over the course of the past, like literally ten years. Yeah. So still good, just not as good as I had hoped for. But anyway, so I went to the bank first thing this morning and was like, all right, I'm going to go pay off one of my cars, which I did. Thank God. Woohoo. Um, so I'm closing the gap on debt, which is really good. So see you later, monthly payment. Um, so I was happy to do that, which was really cool. So I was in a good mood, go to the bank, go and take care of that whole rigmarole. And I was like, all right, I'm going to run by Starbucks and get my coffee and get one for Lauren too. And I get there and I'm standing in line, and a guy walks up behind me, like an older guy with like slick, kind of slick back, nasty gray hair, wearing a cutoff T-shirt. He's like, "Hey, what's your jacket mean?" And it's the Violent Gentleman jacket that I bought, which is just a, like a hockey club apparel place. That's all it is. It's just named Violent Gentleman. He's like, "What's what's your jacket mean?" And I was like, "It doesn't really mean anything. It's just an apparel company. Why'd you get it?" I was like, I, part of me is like, do I really want to answer him or do I just want to ignore him and order my coffee? But I was being nice and I was just like, well, I was like, long story short, I bought a t-shirt. I bought this jacket. I was like for the Humboldt hockey team up in Canada where like 20 people died in a bus accident. He goes, I didn't hear about that. And I was like, oh, I literally didn't know how to answer. I was just like, okay. And he's like, are you violent or something? And I was like, all right. Here we go. <laughs> it's like you, now I'm in it. So there's no ignoring this the trigger. There's no ignoring the situation. So I'm in this situation now. And I was like, no, I'm not violent. And he's like, then why are you wearing it? I was like, oh, I'm gonna beat your old ass, man. I'm gonna beat the living fuck out of you in like three seconds in front of all these fucking Starbucks employees. I was like, well, as I was trying to explain the Humboldt hockey team and all these people who died. I bought a shirt and bought this jacket, which are donated money to supporting the families of the hockey team. I was like, that's why I fucking bought it. And he's just like, oh, okay. Like, not even like, oh, I'm sorry for being a fucking cunt. Um, You did a really good thing. Sorry for being an asshole. He's like, oh, okay. And he's like, he literally goes, yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. And my family's been, like, in hockey forever. He's like, I used to play hockey when I was younger. He's like, my son... He played for Centerville. He's on Centerville's hockey team, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I literally go, cool, dude. Like, that was just my reaction. I was like, that's cool. It sounds like the, like the type of people that when they say they're fans of something, they're just like, 
Oh yeah, I'm a big hockey. I'm a or I'm a big baseball lover. Yeah. Yep. Grew up watching the Reds, but like the last time you watched the Reds was like 14 years like ago, 1998. I think that's kind of what. I, and my thing is, is two things. One, you don't have to be in the hockey community to understand what happened with that. President Donald Trump fucking tweeted about, about it. it. Yeah. So. Even if you're just existing in the world, you had heard about you what might happened. Have, yeah, you, you might have. They yeah. raised fifteen million dollars for the families. Fifteen million, kind of a big fucking deal. Like this isn't a small thing that happened. It's been in the news literally for an entire month. So somehow this guy's been living in a goddamn vacuum. But two. If you say you've been into hockey and your family's been in hockey and you still don't know what happened, you're just a fucking cunt. <laughs> and he was wearing a cutoff t-shirt. And I thought... What was on his t-shirt? Was he, it just blank? Yeah, it was like literally a, like, an, uh, like, um, like a taupe cutoff shirt and he was wearing these nasty jeans. I wonder if... I, I was hoping it would say something like, ignorant asshole. He'd be like, oh, hey, wish. bro, yeah. are you an ignorant asshole? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I so badly – and here's the thing. I, the morning started off great. I woke up. I was like paying off debt, like going to go get my coffee. You're going to record a podcast. Yeah. The reason I I'm felt like real good. over is because we, we do most of the shows in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm still recovering. Yeah. It happens. But, yeah, so <clears throat> I was frustrated by his approach. Be- and literally, I'm not making up. I'm not exaggerating how he sounded. He really sounded like what I am portraying. He's just like, uh, so you're violent, huh? No, I'm not. I'm about to be because I'm about to beat your old ass. But no, generally speaking, I'm not a violent person. And I actually told him. So I was like, he's like, well, you play hockey, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, then you're violent. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like that—that's your definition of violence is, like someone playing hockey. He has the if he's been in hockey his whole life, he has a very skewed perspective of the sport. I'm I'm he literally and he proceeded to tell me how, just because my son was the leading scorer at Centerville, and then he goes just because something's physical doesn't make it violent. Exactly, and you know I was thinking I was thinking as he was telling me about his son because he was like, "What's the what's this place over here?" I was like, "South Metro." Yeah, my son plays there in like a like a rec league now. But he was the leading scorer at Centerville. He goes, "I I don't know I don't know what his team name is though. I don't really know anything about it." And I was just I just wanted to be like, "Oh, so you've had some sort of departure from your son, uh, probably because you're an asshole." So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I should go down that rabbit hole and make him cry. But no, no, that's on the back of my shirt. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Yeah, so, and it was weird because I thought just in the moment that my jacket set off a conversation that he otherwise, like, he's not going to start conversation with anybody else. It's just something that, like, sparked in his head he in the moment. sounds socially awkward, you know? Like, it's one thing to have small chit-chat with a, a stranger. Yes, thank you. But... You, that is like just asking for fucking issues. Keep going. Yes. Yes. So here's what happened. So I started to ignore him because I just wanted my fucking coffee. (laughs) I'm not there to be friends with anybody. At all. Yeah. So guess what he did? Oh, God. He started going around to other patrons just randomly talking about nothing. Oh, his wife's dead. I, I, she must. I mean, thank God for her. I mean, praise Jesus. Like, 
She he, should be lucky. He's, he's he's desperate for human interaction. I think, and is socially awkward. So I think it's he like just a, hangs out at Starbucks. It's like a cocktail of nitroglycerin for <laughs> social interaction. Pretty much, pretty much. Because what I recognized was as I was waiting for my coffee. That he was going up to random people who were just sitting there enjoying coffee, either together like a, a husband and wife or friends. And there was like a couple of people who were just sitting in like this little group excuse, in the corner. Excuse me. You're not going to leave those napkins on he, the table, are you? He just walked up and started talking to people. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I get it now. Like Anything he could have – he just used my jacket as a means to pull me into conversation. That's all it was. There's another person like, yeah, what do you want to do for today? He's like, my son's a hockey player. <laughs> He's just like standing over He's their like, table. Oh, my son plays hockey. <laughs> Can we be friends? <laughs> yeah. It was really fucking annoying though because – one, you know how I am. I don't like to talk to people. I love lasagna. You love lasagna? <laughs> how about this coffee, huh? <laughs> God, I just wanted to... Pu- oh, and you God. know what, too? It was frustrating. He had one of those faces. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, the face you just like already oh, just like, oh, I don't want to deal with you. Like part of... I thought he was going to keep going. And Did it was, he have psychopath eyes? Oh, yeah. He was complete... Yeah, complete psychopath. I should have taken a picture of Were they kind of, of like glazed over too? Like shark eyes. Yeah, like the, it looks like he just got done smoking weed or something. They're kind of like reddish and glazed like he doesn't blink. He you're, you're, you're literally like I, you should be just a um, like an anticipatory sketch artist. <laughs> like you're just telling <laughs> oh, someone what you that, think they look I like. I know that type of person. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> Here he is. Drawn out to be a perfect sketch. What what pissed me off the most about it though was his cut off t shirt. Yeah, that just threw me over the edge. It's a it's a Saturday work day. He's like, I'm gonna go mow the lawn later, yeah. and uh, probably shovel some dirt. Yeah, and that's my Saturday. I bought two hundred pounds of pebbles. <laughs> He's just standing in the <laughs> just standing in the corner yelling at people. Do you like tulips? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go lay some garden soil. <laughs> and people are like, cool, man. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. God, it just, you know what? It just, it just pissed me off. I don't know. It's not something that I should really be mad about, but it's just like, dude, don't at, are you violent? Yeah, I'm fucking violent. That's so bizarre. That's me. I'm violent. All fucking 150 pounds of me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking cunt. Anyway, so this is um, episode 51. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Episode 51, chugging along, yeah. singing a song. Uh, episode 51, which is badass. We had episode 50 last week, which was our anniversary episode. It was like happy birthday, anniversary, milestone 50. It was the whole fucking thing. It was the whole package. It was. It was, it was, it was a really. A, fi- it was a good episode. It was a good episode. So if you guys haven't listened to it, I highly encourage you to listen to episode fifty. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was goody. Yeah. So um, this week we are reviewing, breaking down, discussing the Homon Laranja. The Laranjo. Not to be mistaken with the Home on the Range Music Festival. Yeah, or the Spanish version of it. <laughs> Home on the Ranjo. <laughs> Home on the Ranjo. So uh, yeah. the Laranja has been out for a considerable amount of time and is actually probably, I'd have to say, not only one of the most well-known kind of small batch branded cigars, 
but one that is just its popularity really has never gone away. Like no. people still love it, and it's been out for and for it has a pretty that good like of time. No, no, like notorious uh, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Big still just hung over. Uh, it's notorious Big, <laughs> but like. Everybody associates Espinosa with having some of the spiciest right. uh, cigars. Because everything that comes out of Espinosa is the Lozona factory. So Eric Espinosa uses that Lozona factory, and it pr- produces very spicy Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah. That is typically what comes out of that that particular factory. So what I like about the Laranja is that it's not the prototypical that's product that brand. really comes yeah. out of of that factory. And Lazona, they produce stuff for everybody. I yeah. Mean, there's, I mean, they, they they put their, you know, Lazona factory on other people's private brands. And all the cellophane and... Right. Yeah. So you kind of know where stuff comes from. But the Laranja, as we break it down, especially when we get into flavor, actually when we get there, um, is, is just vastly different than most of the stuff that comes out of there, which I like. And so... Just to provide some background, laranja actually means orange in Portuguese. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Home on the orange? Home on the orange. Unless we're talking about an orange farm. But, well. Like a Florida orange farm. Home, yeah. Home on laranja. Dude, someone should make that in Florida. You're welcome. Yeah, home on laranja. Home on laranja. Um, so it's Portuguese for orange. Now, the story says that Eric Espinosa, when he started blending this tobacco. Oh, my used God. He's an orange. Yeah, he's a literal orange. <laughs> he's kind of a fat guy. No, I'm just kidding. Aww. I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm just kidding. What if he is? <laughs> we'll never get him on this podcast because <laughs> he's probably like, strike him from the interview list. Like, God damn it. They called me a dumpling. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. I've seen an interview with him before, but I don't ever remember if he is husky Fate or has not. already decided he's a fat guy. <laughs> you lips. <laughs> I retract everything. You know, it's funny because I could easily cut that whole thing out, but I won't. They're not going to. Um, so Eric Espinosa, as the they were doing kind of the blending process for this, decided to use a Brazilian wrapper, um, which, of course, I love Brazilian wrappers. I like most stuff that has wrapped in Brazilian I bet, tobacco. I bet you I can guess the binder and filler. I bet you can, too. <laughs> Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan. Yep. Yeah, just packed full of Nicaraguan tobacco. But what's cool is that he used a Brazilian tobacco, and he kind of renamed, relabeled this tobacco as, like, Laranja wrapper, Brazilian Laranja, which isn't an actual type of tobacco. No. The reason he says Brazilian Laranja is because the tobacco he used for this particular blend happened to have an orange hue to it. Yeah, it did. So that's why. And, and it, it does. It's gorgeous. It really it's does. It's a gorgeous wrapper. It's a beautiful wrapper. It does have an orange hue, which is why he named it the Laranja. So I thought that was kind of cool and unique. And, um, you know, dare I say, you know, at, you know, we do research on the cigars and, of course, the factories where the tobacco is produced yeah. and we have our own opinions on it. This is probably the first time as I was kind of going through some of the things about this particular cigar because in 2015, the Laranja was actually named, it was the 13th ranked out of the cigar aficionado's top 25. It's a pretty good ranking. So I went and... and Which I, we know 13 in Spanish actually means orange. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a derivative of orange. Um, but I, we'll, we'll get into the flavor here in a little bit, but this is the first and probably only time where I think I've agreed with the assessment of cigar aficionado as a whole as far as what the cigar represents flavor wise yeah so we'll get into it 
Um, so before we do that, Chris, can you give us and everybody listening a breakdown on how we actually scored this? Motherfucker? Yeah, sure, no problem. This the review process is pretty cool. Actually, we break it down by three categories: it's the construction, the burn, and the flavor. All of them paired together for a cumulative score of six points. Not five points, six points. We like to make the math difficult for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely do. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, the like we always attribute uh, construction to basically uh, as kind of the core to all reviews. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, it was pretty nice. Pretty nice. It's like one. It's like a pretty cigar. It is. It's a very beautiful it's cigar. It's like a really pretty cigar. Yeah, they're very well made. Like I've I've smoked a Laranja probably probably five or six times now over the course of the past couple of years, which isn't a whole lot, but And we had it in the Toro, which it was obviously we're always like, Okay, where's that soft spot? That's not my preferred Vitola either. No. But I don't know that I'd want any different for the Laranja. I've only ever had in the Toro, by the way. I think I liked so. it in a Toro because this very reason. We talked about ratio before, uh, how Vitola can make a cigar, make, turn it from good to great, depending on what Vitola sure. manufacturer uses. And I have to say, like, when you have, like, an all-Nicaraguan filler and a Nicaraguan binder, not to say that's adding too much to the whole flavor profile and spiciness, but I, I, would, I would imagine that if this was in a Robusto, that it would be probably a significantly more spicy, spicier, and there would be more of the Nicaraguan coming out in it. But being as the Toro, being still that thinner gauge, I think the ratio between the wrapper and the fillers was very complimentary. And, you know, I really wanted to taste orange. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I did. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I expected maybe some orange infusion. That'd be weird. <laughs> but it did have kind of like, anyways, we'll get into flavors, but it's kind of a fruitier, fruitier flavor. But the construction yeah. was uh, very, very nice. Yeah, the only the only thing that I bashed it on was I had a little bit of damage towards the foot. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. Which was a little frustrating. I keep my stuff really well, and... I want to preface that I've had this cigar for a while, but it, and I got, I ended up getting it that way. Um, I think what had happened was uh, I don't know if it was the the glue that was used to keep the um, to Label. keep the wrapper kind of settled at the end, mm -hmm. um, but it started kind of peeling up a little bit, and it wasn't dry, so it's just an indication that no, it's just you yeah, know. just a little bit of a defect there, um, and I I only deducted like a a small nominal percentage just as a result but um it's just something to to be aware of especially on that cigar yeah i mean i i damn near gave it like a flawless construction like mine was gorgeous yeah and mine looked good it just just the small issue i did the only issue i had going through it is i expected to have a plush amount of um orange juices flowing from the from the center yeah florida, florida sun and it didn't. Yeah, that's okay. What about the burn? Burn. Actually, here's what's crazy about this cigar. I've done this twice in our reviews on the show. Only twice. I gave it a flawless burn consistency and draw. Like I had zero issues. Even when we did the hold test, 
I had zero issues. It just was like it was the per- it was a perfect experience for mine. Now I don't know what yours was, but mine was perfect. I gave the Laranja a perfect score across the board as it concerns the burn. See, I did too. So it which was, is crazy because whatever construction fly they had did not impact the burn yeah. at all. Like which it, is great. it never ran, never uh, went out. Mainly because I was holding it, but. Uh, Hey, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was good, right? That was pretty good. It was good. Very quippy. Delayed joke. Um, but the hold the hold test, which in a Toro, we always sometimes expect some moment in time where it's going to go out. Never did that. Yeah. The draw. Oh, my God. The draw. Yeah, that was probably one of the better draws I've had on a cigar oh, in a long time. It might have been not juicy like an orange, but it sure did plume like an orange. <laughs> I like okay so so for me the draw on it yeah I hate draws that are too loose like I don't want a loosey right. goosey yeah, draw yeah, yeah. too tight and mm. I can't like I'll pass out yeah. it's it's like playing the flute for me yeah it doesn't work it feels like you've just you're on any your... any wind instrument or to read instrument I can't play because it's like sucking through a pen straw it's like trying to drink a thick uh, milkshake through like one of those Dude, tiny ass coffee straws. Yeah, I actually did that <laughs> the, the other week. And the strawberries just get stuck on the end. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, that's so I can't do that. Yeah. Right. So, so there's the happy median, and I think this cigar was probably as close to that that perfect spot than I think I've ever had. Yeah. I Maybe mean, we have some really great drawing cigars, especially as of recent. We smoked a lot. There's some that are just like, damn, this is perfect. We try like, to pick good cigars too. Or yeah. expected decent cigars because obviously if if we get in the point where we do the these kind of like polling like or challenges that we've been talking about doing. Yeah. Like we, we just like purposefully not just spit. We purposefully like Purposefully. Purposely? Purposefully. It's not purposefully. Purposefully. Um I'm gonna look this up because you say it all the time. I do. Um you know, if it's a challenge or, like, we want to do, like, a review on a shitty cigar or something, obviously we kind of know what we're getting into, but we we do try to pick decent cigars. My God, it is a word. I told you, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, this sounds so... This sounds weird. Well, here's... here. So, here we go. We're, I'm going to interrupt for a second. Purposefully or purposely. Yeah. And here we go. So, purposely is a word you want... When describing something done deliberately, done on purpose. If you know your sister is always late, you may purposely tell her the party starts in 30 minutes earlier than it really does. Purposefully Mm -hmm. describes an action or demeanor of a person who is determined or resolute. So I think definitionally, definitionally. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) check out that word, you son of a um, bitch. I, I believe purposely... Is correct and purposefully is not how correct. Did I, how did I use it? Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> uh, so purposely means on purpose. Yeah, it's a sentiment, cinnamon, synonym <laughs> of intentionally. <laughs> when you mean to do something, you do it purposely. So I believe that's the correct context. Yeah. Um, not purposefully, which is. According to Graham artist, something completely different. So how did I use it? 
describes the action or demeanor of a person who is determined or resolute. See, it would be like if you were describing someone else and not yourself or describing an action that you took, you would use purposefully. I still don't fall. Uh, but the uh, the the burn was flawless. Um, I purposely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't even know where I'm going with this shit. But it was it was really good. Yeah, it was. It literally as perfect as I've ever had. It's perfectly Corey. It perfectly perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was this cigar, you know, I've always liked it. I've always admired the Laranja ever since I first, and I had it, I think I had it probably back in 2014, um, shortly after it made the 2000, uh, the, or when was it, 2013, 2014? Yeah. Or sorry, 2015. So I think I had it the year that it actually got the, the number 13 ranking. That sounds about right, because that would have been a couple years ago. Well, here's the thing, all right? It might have had a really good construction. It had a really good... I mean, it had a perfect, perfect burn. Yeah. The problem was, to me, it was still just a little too much Nicaraguan. You think so? It was not not from a spice level. I think from just a complexity of fillers. It, 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 was, it was solid. I like the spice. But I'm getting used to this, like... Kind of wanting to like taste something a little bit fresh, right? In the blend, and in reality, except for looking like a um, half rotten orange wrapper, it it, it was just a ba- it to me it was more of a basic blend. It was good, but it was more basic than I'm used to like or what I actively seek for. I can see that to an extent. I think um, just what I know from the other cigars in the Espinosa lineup, which I've had quite a few of them, I think those ones, the, if I'm really only consider Espinosa, are the basic ones. Yeah. And the Laranja, to me, is the one that stands out. Now, if I make a comparison of the Laranja to other things in every single other brand, I kind of agree with you. But if I'm collapsing it and only Looking making a determination or right, in the Espinosa lineup... To me, it's the one that stands out now, the most. I, that that does not warrant a low score. I gave it a 1.5 on distinction. You definitely could tell there's Nicaraguan in that some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, lightness, I gave it a 1.5. Uh, you know, and and in balance, I thought it was very well balanced in that Toro. I mentioned that the construction. Yeah. Uh, or in the uh, Vitola for that size of kind of the balance and ratio between the wrapper and filler was pretty, pretty, pretty complimentary. Uh, right. And so I, uh, I gave it a, a um, what did I give it? Uh, 4.75 out of 6 on flavor. Yeah. So not a really bad score on flavor. Yeah. It's just, you know, when, when you when you get get to experience a bunch of different cigars and try new things, and you have a very, very broad palette perspective. It's just not. It's just not as um, exciting, or uh, you know. Uh, I feel you. You know, it's I just, get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I um, I scored the flavor a little bit higher than you did. 
just because of what I stated before, it was so vastly different than anything else I've had from Espinosa. And mm. I think that it's the Brazilian rapper. It's yeah. no doubt that rapper I really like. And this is, and I said, prefaced earlier that it's probably the only time I've ever agreed with Cigar Aficionado on anything, but they actually use the word bright and citrusy. And that's exactly what it I does. derive from it, that cigar. It does have kind of a citrusy fruitiness I, to I, it. And I love that in a cigar. It, I like that, that kind of tangy, savory mm-hmm. flavor. The same thing that you get in the Columbia Bogota. The same thing you really get with anything that has a Brazilian wrapper. There yeah. always seems to be that brightness to it. And I love that flavor a lot. I think I agree with you in regards to, man, I would love that, but wrapped with something a little bit different and from a filler perspective. Yeah. I think that wrapper over something that isn't just Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan um, could have probably made it. A little bit different, but then otherwise it wouldn't be the Laranja as it exists today. It would be something completely different. Butterfly effect, maybe the world ends. Who knows? So in an alternate universe, it is what it multiverse. is. It is what it is. They're not going to stop making it. It is a highly regarded cigar. It, it is, is probably the best one in the Lazona um, coming out of the Lazona factory, or specifically that Espinosa lineup. So, would you like to know what I gave it? I'm so excited to tell you. Yeah. So before we do anything else, um, oh. the the price, the average price of the cigars around ten dollars. Yeah. Um, so did you grant yours a price bonus? Uh, no. Okay. I didn't either. I thought $10 is pretty appropriate for this I cigar. It I think it's, I think it's definitely worth it. So it's what was your, too. so what was your total score? Man, I gave this some bitch a 5.42. Nice. Which is score. a 90.3%. That's a good score. I gave mine a 5.5 which is 91.7 with again, no value bonus added. So it's basically like a nine point. Ninety point six percent. Yeah, ninety point seven or whatever. Yeah, which I think is a fair score for the cigar. Yeah, I think it's a super fair score. It was a good cigar, man. And the thing is, it's like one of those cigars that you can like have at like for any occasion, really. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would okay. It for, compared to the other Espinosa line cigars. Um, it is milder in spice and and, so. and nicotine than the other lineups. Oh, dude, I've had some stuff in Espinosa. So my, my knowing my that, face got blown if off. you're kind of a casual smoker, I could see you probably getting through this stick without too much like nausea. <laughs> if you're a beginning smoker, I would still be a little bit apprehensive of smoking an Espinosa, especially or any Espinosa. Yeah. Um, but if you're a casual smoker, obviously this is this is a cigar you can easily handle. It's a Toro. It's yeah, about for sure. a about an hour and a half smoke. Um, you're gonna get a really fucking good burn experience. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, which which is cool because even if the flavors don't wow you, man, we we'll have. So I'll say this: we're we're gonna have an upcoming episode. It's gonna be down the road a little bit, and a cigar that we actually just reviewed yesterday, and we will really dive in deep as far as flavor versus construction and quality, and what that means for the cigar. Yeah, uh, we say it all the time, but. Even though we don't, we didn't score this one super high as far as flavor. The balance created within the construction of the cigar and thus the burn of the cigar, it almost didn't really matter. The experience was so enjoyable that having a cigar that isn't packed full of wonderful, great unicorn palate flavors yeah. still makes the experience really nice. Yeah, and was, and yeah. what that can mean vice versa, we'll actually get into a review here in the next few weeks. So. All we're saying is, is two thumbs up. Oh, Get yeah. yourself a home on La Ranja. Yeah, for sure. Get you that orange baby. Is La Ranja 
Is there or is it Rosh <laughs> Rosh <laughs> oh my god, I can tell it's fucking eleven o'clock and just giddy as fuck this morning. <laughs> I got this caffeine flowing through yeah. my veins. I want every manufacturer to call me or email me with a small audio snippet of how you actually pronounce these fucking cigars. Yeah. I, I struggle with it. I do the whole Texas thing where I just go Lorraine Joe. Lorraine Joe. I just just like people say quesadilla. It's no different than that. That's pretty much how I pronounce every cigar that sounds weird or Portuguese or Spanish. I like how you could possibly just move the syllables or the how or what is that? Yeah, syllables? The vowels? Like when you like when the inflection of hitting syllables, there's a name for it. Like uh-huh. when you like la ra ja, right? Yeah. It's like three syllables, but there's a name for how you like break up a word that way. We should start Pronouncing the cigars phonetically. Okay. Which for anybody listening to this, phonetically, that's how you say phonetically. Phonetically. <laughs> and if you say laranja in American, it's laringa, which is very close to laryngitis. <laughs> and actually, the Nicaraguan fillers might actually give you laryngitis. <laughs> Oh my God! This episode's just gone <laughs> off the rails. Uh, so, so with that awesome cigar, go buy one if you've never had one. Highly recommend. Yeah, it, it is a really good cigar. So we have some listener questions. We sure do. So just giant backlog of listener questions. Welcome to the segment called "Give Me One Hot Minute," where we answer your questions from our Facebook group. You can also send in your own questions at Facebook. Uh, dot com forward slash the hot ticket cigar faction and we will answer literally every single one of them when we ask for them yeah <laughs> that said uh first question comes from kyle fitzpatrick are there any specific books magazines oh wait let me start over he is english are there any specific books magazines websites apart from the faction that you guys recommend for research and guidance when it comes to starting a journey with cigars? Well, one, that's a great question, and I do know Kyle, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not how he talks, even with that's a British totally accent. That's totally how he sounds. Um, you sounded like the dude <laughs> from, you know who I'm talking about, right? Harry Potter. Yeah, the Harry Potter guy. Alan. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Rest his soul, R.I.P. Yeah. Um. That's who you sounded like. Oh, cool. Which I don't believe most British people sound like. That's an unknown impression I guess I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Um, but it's that's a great question. Um, I don't – the one I always – I don't really subscribe to magazines and articles. So I'll – for instance, like Cigar Aficionado. They have their 101 segments. They, they have so – there's and their alphabet or whatever there's, it is. There's, there's good stuff that Cigar Aficionado puts out. But please understand that Cigar Aficionado puts out what people pay for. That's what they put out. So for advertisers – for cigar manufacturers, they're paying to have certain things added into that magazine or their online platform. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But just like anything else, when it's a pay-to-play type scenario, you're not necessarily getting what I would consider a very candid or organic or uh, even something unbiased. unbiased that's completely you know, 100% 
you know, true or whatever no. it may be. So, yeah. So from from that perspective, there's there's certain magazine like if you like just reading cool articles, Cigar Aficionado is like a good magazine to subscribe to. There's Cigar and Spirits. There's there's some other ones. I'm not a huge magazine fan, and and here's why. It's just the same reason I don't read the fucking newspaper. I don't subscribe to newspapers. You want to know why? Because I can find the same goddamn content online from about fifty or. A hundred outlets. I like how this turned into a rant. <laughs> it's no. Well, I'm just saying it's no. It's no different cigars. So it's like if there's things that you're wanting to know, learn, or experience. Yeah. My, it's a quick Google search. I mean, that's how cigar 101s or if you're I, looking I to do that, certain things i find the most impactful places is blogs cigar blogs blogs or communities community driven just things. being to ask questions yeah community driven um uh sites or blogs is typically where i'll go to seek answers or recommendations or things like that yeah i don't I necessarily uh prescribe myself to um the same way with you is like the magazines and the the kind of make money type of models. Not to say that makes them entirely disingenuous. No, it doesn't. But it's just their business models to make money. So right, they 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 they'll basically put up anybody who pays the money to be up right. there. And it, and the one thing I love about cigar aficionados is like when they do interviews with celebrities yeah. about cigars. Like that's that's. That's probably my favorite thing about a cigar aficionado article is it's you know a lot of times it's interviews with others and those that's cool that's unique that's something you don't get but when it when you're talking about like one on one or learning or completely objective about um, th- what's being represented in the magazine it's just it's not all just, it like it's treat, not all that. treat your research and guidance like how we as consumers buy products online half the time we're not reading the product description we're Amazon reading, we're reading the reviews right right and yeah i think you, if you do the same thing you'll get a, a good plethora of huh, 100 point word yeah um it's pretty good you'll get a good plethora of uh perspectives that'll help you kind of shape your own kind of uh interests and it's a good understanding point. that's a good point good question Kyle uh, Troy Wahlberger asks, what cigar events and festivals has either of you attended? Well, we don't attend big ones. We have yeah. been invited to a lot of Drew Estate ones, but they're like cross country. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so we haven't gone to any of those There's yet. There's some local stuff. But we we've do done. local, we do local events, uh, especially when manufacturers are in town or sales reps are in town. Yeah. I'll, I'll preface by saying that Ohio isn't like the Mecca of cigars. No. So where there's other communities, very close other states close to ohio that are um cigars are very prominent there's more activities going on around them and less less in ohio columbus does have some stuff there's a few events that i've wanted to go to in columbus and just didn't get a chance to make it but um not not too terribly often because there's not a whole lot around here um to participate in there's there's some local stuff but it's i mean no big huge cigar events um now, I will say this. One of the events that I love is more of a beer event, but they do sell cigars at the event is Oktoberfest when it comes around in September. Oh, yeah. We should do that. I always have fun. We should. Just because you you're outside, so you can smoke wherever let's, you want. Let's, rank, nice. let's wrangle up some cigar faction members from Ohio and go. Yeah, it'd be fun. It's fun because you can be cool. drink your fucking ass off, yeah. which is a blast. But, yeah, I mean, good question, but not a lot, not a lot really around here. Yeah, but, we've, but maybe we, we'll change we, that. We've been to Roma Craft. That's actually where we first met. Skip and, and Mike. Mike Rosales. Yeah, uh, we went to the Caldwell event. Um, yeah, some smaller events around. Just yeah. when manufacturers I'm, come through. I know we're missing more. 
Uh, yeah, I've been to a few. But of them. what's really good if you are interested in events, go to them because a lot of times you'll get your hands on sticks that aren't even out yet. Yeah, though they bring exclusives. Like we got the Anastasia before it was ever out, and oh, we yeah. got the last Czar before it was ever out. Yeah, yeah. So you'll you'll get your hands on some cool, unique stuff because they they usually always bring something by, which is neat, and you get other good deals. Yeah. Great question, Troy. Yeah, it's a good question. Next question comes from Kyle Ostrander. Uh, what is your favorite go-to a cheap stick? Uh, one you don't have to think about and maybe smoke while doing yard work and some other tedious tasks. Well, my friend, I, question. I actually have an answer for you because I did it the other day. Would you like to know what it is? Yeah. I was mowing the lawn, and I was smoking. Um, it was uh, uh, Los Marias yeah. from Crown Heads. Um, it is a relatively cheap cigar. Yeah, the Los Marias would be perfect for that. I really love that cigar. But I'm a huge fan. I will say this: I do have a, fa- a, a more of a favorite cheap stick because it's in the same price range as even the Los Marias. It's really hard to beat Aroma Craft Intemperance, yeah, <laughs> or or Cro-Magnon Maduro. Like they're they're eight dollars. Yeah, it's pretty inexpensive. And sometimes you can get it for seven. And it's just like it's hard to beat that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's like one of the best quality cigars. <laughs> Yeah, I not I don't want to give too much away here, but I was just thinking about this recently. One of my favorite, and it has been a go-to of mine because I, I've, shit, I've probably smoked five or six of them in the recent six months, maybe eight months, would be the um, the CAO Pilon. Yeah, and we're gonna have it on in an upcoming review. And but what's what I love about that cigar is it's six fucking dollars. Yeah, and it's really hard to beat. So, so let's throw out another six dollar cigar, Brick House, Brick House Maduro. Maduro. Yeah, the Brick House Maduro is a great go to, and it's it's super well balanced too. Like anything, honestly, I I like most stuff that's made by J C Newman, even their like Julius Caesar like stuff. Um, yeah. The Diamond Crown series stuff is really good, but the Brick House lineup is a really well made cigar, and it's relatively inexpensive. Actually, it is inexpensive. Here's another great cheap go-to. one, Herrera Esteli. Yeah, those are pretty inexpensive too. And you get them in really short. What are they? Petite, yeah, the petite Coronas. Yeah, Petite Coronas. Yeah, and it's like a that, small. That's like, a really. That's actually a great cigar to smoke if you're just kind of doing yard work. Listen, I was literally mowing the lawn with one hand while yeah. smoking a cigar, and then the neighbor next to us was mow, mowing his lawn, and he's two handing it, and it looks like he's sweating. I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. Smoke <laughs> my cigar and join yard work. <laughs> oh, hoity toity. But yeah, there's a lot of good cheap cheap sticks out there. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, it's a good plenty, question, Kyle. Of them. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, uh, oh god, this is kind of a good question. Yeah, let's do one more. Um, Brian J. Stessy Stessel. I'm sorry, Brian, if I butchered your name. Uh, do you have staples that you take with you when you travel, or hope to, or or hope for the best at the local shop? So what mm. what types of cigars you usually Good take when you travel question. or do you buy them when you find like a local shop? Ooh, that's a damn that's a really good question. It all depends on which area I'm going to. And and the reason I say this is because I just did it this week. So I was in I was uh I drove to Missouri for some customer appointments this week and I actually brought my travel humidor with me. Brought three cigars with me. Now, two of them I and backfilling reviews. So they're not staples that I sent with me necessarily, like ones that are go-tos. Um, and then another one was just, I think it was the another Las Marias that I put in there just mm. to have. 
Um, so none of them, neither one of the two were like go-tos for me. But if I'm unaware of anything good in that area from a humidor perspective or if something's just not close proximity. Like when I go to Baltimore, I don't bring my stuff with me yeah, because I know that I'm going to go to the humidor. It's literally called the humidor when I'm there. It was one of the best selections that I've been to. So there I know I can explore, look around, find something I haven't had or find something that I know I really want. Yeah. I I have the confidence that there's – there's going to be something there that I'm going to get my hands on. Yeah. So it just depends on the area. But in Missouri, I didn't really know of any places. I wasn't 100% confident the area I was in. There really wasn't anything around. So I just brought my stuff with me. So I guess it just depends on where I go. Like Chicago, I don't bring my stuff with me because there's four different places I go into Chicago to smoke cigars. And I know that all of them have great inventory. So I just pick something up there. And then they're you know reasonably priced. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I don't have an answer for you. See, the furthest distance I travel is from my bedroom to my office desk. <laughs> uh, so I don't really travel yeah. as frequently as I I'm used to. I'm gone all the time, so I just all kinds of places. I, I used to, to travel a lot, but I don't want anymore because it's annoying. <laughs> it's very annoying. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I avoid it when I can. Uh, great question. That was a good question. Um, I'm sorry I didn't have an answer for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully mine suffice. I usually buy cigars when I'm out. Like, if we're in a different state or a different place, I just buy them. Right. I find a, I'll find a tobacconist and buy stuff there. Yeah, like, you can go up. Uh, so we've gone up to, to Michigan in the past and bought them in Michigan because Michigan is super cigar-friendly. Yeah. There's great shops everywhere with great inventory. It's not – so you don't have to travel with yeah. stuff knowing that you can go somewhere and buy something different or new or whatever yeah. it may be. So yeah. good question. Well, um, that's it for that segment, huh? Yeah. It's tiring. It's brain tiring when you have to talk about – you know, stuff. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that's the end of the episode, which is pretty sweet. Chris, how can everybody get a hold of you? Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm just going to hermit up. You're yeah. not going to find me anymore. Yeah, Chris Chris doesn't feel the love very often. Um, and I think it's because of your lack of uh, social media exposure. You know what I think? But you've it gotten is? a lot better. I think I'm just a big fucking weirdy, and no one's like, "Hey, uh, unfollow." <laughs> yeah, I want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk I'll, to that I'll, weirdo. I'll, here, here's what I've noticed, people, and I don't give a shit because it's just be, me being me. Uh, you can't find me at Big Six Chris uh, on Instagram, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll like make a slightly attractive photo, or at least what I find is attractive. Uh, Cause I'm self-indulgent, um, and I'll I'll like post a pretty photo, and then I'll get like a few follows, maybe maybe a hand, good handful. The minute, the goddamn minute I post a goofy ass fucking video or photo, there goes your friends. There goes those followers. I don't know what it is. You know, it's just kind of like. Like, for for most people on Instagram that are into cigars, it's kind of like the cool man game. Like, if you ain't cool, I ain't following you, bro. Yeah. I mean, but we're going to change that. We're going to change that. I am dead set on changing the the unfortunate perspective of how people view us cigar smokers. Yeah. That's sad. That's sad existence you live. It really is. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll um, so we do we're gonna be uh, setting up the new um, the new giveaway criteria. Yeah. Maybe we make it funny faces. No, I think how oh. many people actually direct message you with love. 
Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Just to do something so goddamn random. I need a confidence booster. <laughs> Dude, you'd get so much love. So many. I guarantee you, we would fucking fill your inbox. <laughs> Holy shit. You, like, should like Chris like feel the love. Just to be goofy. That would be funny. But, you know, uh, it's okay, though. We're going to yeah. change the game. We're going to change the game. Yeah. Uh, you can get a hold of me at the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. You can also join our Cigar Faction Facebook group, which is fucking blowing up to no end. Um, I think that, like, even this morning I woke up and there's, like, another 20 invites oh, in there. Oh, Jesus. So i got to go back through and... Uh, Bring more people into the fold. It's getting it's and getting keep pretty in mind, big, pretty fast. Either those who have found the group or been invited to the group, please answer those questions because it's kind of like our means of testing whether or not there's we're going to have engagement from you in the group, right? And yeah, they're easy questions too. Like yeah. they're not. You don't have to fucking you know sit there and write a dissertation. Like the first people we'll ever add to the group without question is people that fill out those questions. Right. And I like to know, you know, I'm, I'm a curious person, which is why I put the questions in there. Yeah. Cause I, I kind of want to know what everybody's level is at. And it's been you such a I mean? wide variety of folks. It it's, has. It's, it's like, really cool. It's like, I've been smoking for a year. I've been smoking and for I, six months. And then some people are like, I've been smoking for 25 and years. There I'm was like, one guy that says, I want to make friends, dude, I'm totally with you. We'll be friends. Yeah. So that we're not alone anymore. Yeah, we're pretty friendly. So, yeah, so the Hot Ticket Cigar Faction uh, Facebook group is up and running. And it would be at a— Dare I say it is going crazy. It would be over 100 members at this point. It'd be well over 100 if we accepted all Everybody, the invites. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's growing pretty quickly. So, um, anyway, so the group's available if you guys love interaction, you love great dialogue, and you like hysterical jokes, and also people who— just like making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody that's become a running joke, everybody rec- replicates my Photos. my selfies. <laughs> like I had one where I put my hair in front of my face and two different people did the same thing <laughs> and posted it. And they're like, how do you like my impression of Corey? I think, pretty funny. I think we should tease this. You, re- you want to tease the whole R-O-M-A-C-R-A-F-T? Yeah. People know how to spell. We're, our audience are not dogs. Um, well, beforehand, so next week on episode 52, we're actually going to be doing another review. So we're just going to be, um, we, we, we typically don't do this. We haven't done in the past. Just let people know what's up and coming or what's upcoming on a new episode. Yeah. So next week, I believe we're going to be reviewing, I believe it's one of the, the, no, I don't think it's the pilon. I think next in line is the Polita, which is the El Artista um, cigar. So the much do one. Yeah. That, that cigar will be. Which I'm excited to do that because we just had the El Artista on episode 49. We had our interview with Ram Rodriguez. So we're actually going to be reviewing one of their cigars. Um, so that'll be on episode 52. And on episode 53, Drum roll. we have a very special episode coming up. Um, and we are going to have Skip Martin from Remacaf. Oh, my God. Fangirling. So. Which is really cool for Chris and I. We had Danny on not too long ago, and then uh, Skip's like... Are you confident at this point that Danny was the filter? Uh, maybe. Or did Danny want to be on the show, too? No, I, no dude. I loved having Danny on the show. I thought no, it was I loved awesome. having him on. Yeah. I mean, but was he like the filter? Like, Skip's like... Yo, let's see how this works out. Let's see out how this works out. You're the guinea pig. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I hope 
I hope they he just wants to do it because we're fun as fuck. But it could have been. I mean, who knows? No. Um, either did, way. He did preface this. We did like a quick uh, short Q&A and format overview for how we do the show with Skip. And he's like, please, no questions about backstories. I've told the story a hundred plus times. So okay. <laughs> we have to avoid backstory questions. Yeah, well, we already asked Danny those questions. Yeah, so I, anybody, I, told, yeah. I told Skip that. I was like, yeah, I think we already got our answers. <laughs> yeah, no. So we can just have a fucking baller-ass fun episode. And it is going to be a drinking episode. For sure. Uh, we're all drinking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that'll be fun. I might fun. drink a little bit more just to... Add some uh, blackout moments to the show, so I'm pleasantly surprised during highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Um, I, I, I don't want to smoke cigars in my house, but I may be smoking something else, if you know what I mean. Well, the thing is, is I, I don't know what to do because he wants to smoke uh, the new intemperance. I don't know. Maybe we can. Maybe I'll just... Pop open a window and just. Well, he wants to smoke the new intemperance, and my biggest fear is, is if we're like, because he says he wants to smoke too on the show. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. I, I get that's kind of the thing that a lot of like, yeah, uh, podcasters and videographers do for interviews. But like, <laughs> if he asks the question, like, oh man, how's that in that new intemperance? We're like, oh, it's great. Right. It tastes good. <laughs> but we're not even smoking. <laughs> Oh my God! It's got um. Oh, it's got this those same flavor notes of Nicaraguan in there. I can definitely taste that. Yeah, I'm just hitting my vaporizer. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to figure out how to coordinate that. Uh, yeah, I may I may just bite the bullet and smoke in the. Maybe base I'll of my do butt. some science tests again to figure out how I can prevent smoke from building up. From oh fuck, I got it. Oh my God, I got it. What? The bubbles thing worked really good, right? My bubbles video? Yeah. Let's fill up balloons. I'll Let's just fill up balloons with our smoke. Smoke into balloons. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> no, I think it's a terrible idea. That's a lot of smoke. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe. We'll see. And we just pinch it closed. I mean, I feel like you don't have to do a balloon. I think you just like a bag? fill just a bag, like a trash bag. That'd be weird. <laughs> Smoking into a glad bag. Well, hold on, Skip. You just hear a crinkling. <laughs> Either way, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, so that'll be uh, episode 53. So that'll be upcoming. Um, that'll be a good one. I, a good I'm really one. excited for that interview. So that'll be pretty sweet. I'll make sure not to ask backstory questions. Uh, so with that, everybody, as always, if you could on iTunes, please subscribe, rate and review. Actually, I checked it yesterday and we've had, uh, some more reviews that have come through in the recent month, but, um, I'm throwing up the bat signal now. So if you guys could please make your way to iTunes and, uh, subscribe, rate and review, that would be the titties. Yeah. Yes. And with that, yes. so next week we will have – we'll be, um, again, reviewing the El Artista Palita, which we're very excited about, and that will be on episode uh, oh. 50 dos. Oh, wadi wadi? Uh, the Palita. Oh. Yeah. So be prepared. Is that Spanish for Pulitzer Prize? Yeah, that's exactly what that means. Oh, okay. Um, and with that, we thanks everybody thank, – we thanks everybody for listening. We, we thanks you. You got me all fucked up with the purposefully <laughs> and purposely, which I'm still going to get to the bottom of as soon as this episode ends. So we greatly appreciate everybody uh-huh. listening, yeah. and uh, we'll be back at you in a week. Bye.